Hello there. This is Ben at Coffee with a Christian. Welcome back, and apologies for the wait. Today we have a special episode for you all, brought to you this time by our friends at WAVA, Good News for the City, and One Heart DC. They were kind enough to invite me onto their radio program and podcast, and I'm rebroadcasting it here for you today. Check them out at goodnewsforthecity.com. Please be sure to give them a like and subscribe to their broadcast to hear all about the different things that Christ-centered churches are doing around the DMV area to build up and build out God's kingdom. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. With that said, on with the show. where good news is hard to find. WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams, and I'm Director of Ministry Relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, I don't know about you, but in today's world, it seems like to me that our smartphones are an extension of our bodies. It's hard to think of a task or an activity that there isn't an app for. Hey, there's an app for that. You've heard that, right? What if we put our phones to work to help us spread the gospel and make disciples the way we used Uber? Give us a ride to the airport. Well, we can do the same thing with spreading the gospel. That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Coffee with a Christian. It's a project that is working to revolutionize the way that churches use mobile technology and social media. The developer is here with us today and is going to tell us about the app and how it works. And of course, here to get us started and introduce our guest for the day is my good friend, my buddy, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church. Hey, my man, how's it going? Hey, doing good. You know, it's interesting we're talking about technology. I think none of us in this world survive any day without some form of technology, whether it's yes, uh, we're just yes. going to hop onto the internet via a computer or a phone or a multiplicity of other things. I mean, let's just, I'm just glad in the morning that I have a coffee pot that works off technology that starts itself so that when I make <laughs> my way down, my coffee's ready, right? The technology is part of our life. But one of the things I think is not new information for any of us is that technology, like anything, can be used for good or can be used for less than good. It, it's a tool. And yes. so I'm really excited today uh, having in studio with us Ben Gu or Benjamin Gu, depending on whether he's getting the full name treatment if he's in trouble. Now, he may not do that, Dennis. That's just what happens. I know when I was growing up and in my house, if I get the full name treatment, I need to pay attention. Yeah, me so, too, man. But yeah, we're, we're excited because he's going to talk about uh, the opportunity to leverage technology for the good news of the gospel. How great is that? Amen. Amen. Uh, and so... I want to tell you a little bit about him. Ben has been working in the technology sector for over 11 years. He currently holds a CISSP certification. Now, I want to stop and say this because, Dennis, you and I, we're, we can use 
technology, but we're not super into. So we have no idea what that means. But there are a lot of people out there who really know what that means, especially in the Isn't tech. Isn't true, man? When you got here, the more the more letters you got behind your name, the smarter you clearly are. That is right. So he has a CISSP yeah, yeah. certification, and he's also pursuing an MBA at Aurora University. He's the founder and creator of Coffee with a Christian. But most importantly, Dennis, as we just found out before we got on the show. Uh, he and his wife are expecting their first child any amen, minute. Amen, amen, so amen. We've told Congratulations. Him we can stop this show if she goes into labor. So uh, we will do that. <laughs> ben, thanks for joining us. Thanks for putting up with us a little bit. But really, are we're excited to talk to you about uh, Coffee with a Christian. Uh, thanks. It's uh, great to be here. Big fan of the show for the uh, yeah, yeah well, for a while. Yeah, well, hey, look, so uh, Dennis, now we got three big fans of the show. Your mom, you know, your, man, your family members, my man, family man. members, and Ben. That's good to know. Uh, but hey, there's let, no allowing for taste either, is there, Brian? I mean, I'm well, sure, yeah, you know. There you you know. <laughs> so, hey, Thank we're you, talking brother. about Thank this you, idea, you know, coffee with a Christian. And so let's talk about the concept behind it. And if people don't know what coffee with a Christian is, it is an application, a platform that you can use to connect and have coffee with a Christian through your smartphone. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the basic concept behind the project is uh, really just to, to share Christ with others, Yeah. Uh, to, to go and make disciples. And so just kind of rethinking that, I went back to first principles and just kind of thought to myself, if the church was started today, how would we share Christ's message and make disciples? And mm-hmm. so our goal there is essentially to make it as easy as possible for someone to share their faith and develop that one-on-one discipleship relationship but also to, uh, for a seeker to connect with someone who knows how to share their faith uh, and get in one of those relationships. People really come to know the Lord um, just one at a time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's why we're trying to facilitate these one-on-one conversations. Yeah. And when I was just kind of searching through the app and looking through a lot of things that you were explaining in there, I, I love one of the things that you were truthful about. Sometimes People want to know this information. They want to engage more about Jesus Christ in their life, but walking into a church building can be intimidating or a preconceived idea about Christians and finding someone they could actually have a conversation. It's a challenge uh, to, to overcome those obstacles. So this application sort of helps overcome that for people who are seeking, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, uh, part of the reason I started this is because uh, when I first became a believer, you know, I was uh, living on my own in the uh, Bay Area in California, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know any Christians. Like, I didn't run in those Christian circles. Um, I didn't have any friends who were Christians, and I was going through a pretty rough time. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the Mormons and the Scientologists uh, uh, got to me first. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, had, I grew up in a Christian home, and I, I knew the gospel, uh, so I could, I could smell bad doctrine a mile away. Uh, but you know, we're not for that. You know, I, I, uh, I'm afraid of, you know, what path I would have gone down. Um, but I think there really is an urgency for an app like this, uh, just cause churches do need to get better at, uh, doing outreach. And, you know, to that end, a lot of churches, they, they are, have a more robust plan and more staff and finance de- dedicated to, uh, child care and uh, the worship set. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not to say that those things are bad, but um, I think that we need to find a way to uh, have a more healthy balance um, between how we do outreach and how we do inreach. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and there's a, a lot of modern businesses, you know, I, I come from the IT sector um, and there's a ton of modern businesses that I've worked with before who use, you know, big data and social media and mobile applications uh, to sell their products uh, and secular ideas to the world. 
And um, if we want to engage in this new public forum uh, and share the good news of Christ, we, we've got to get out there uh, doing the same things that they're doing. And, uh, you know, and, and it's impossible when you see apps like Tinder or, or other apps like that uh, yes. to think that this technology doesn't have some sort of uh, secular agenda. Mm. Uh, so we really do need to, to get out in front of this and, and um, you know, just rescue this next generation uh, for, uh, and be ambassadors for Christ in this forum. It's a good reminder that uh, no matter how much time changes, the message of the good news of the gospel, that doesn't need to change. But the mechanism of wherein that we deliver that, we need to be flexible. I, I know that years and years and years ago, you know, this is pre-apps on your phone. I remember a, a mentor of mine saying, listen, you know, there was a time when you delivered a message by Pony Express. If you were delivering a message by Pony Express in the USPS mail days, now it doesn't make sense if you have a car or, or a mail truck. Then there was a time where you're delivering by mail trucks and you got email. Of course, you wouldn't mail a letter if you needed something quickly. So to look at the different ideas, hey, we're not sacrificing the gospel by using different methodologies. What we're understanding is how important the gospel is to get out in the world, that we take advantage of these different platforms and methodologies. So walk us through a scenario. Uh, someone downloads the app from, you know, uh, we talked earlier on pretty much any sort of Google Play, uh, the app store, whatever it might be. They download Coffee with the Christian and they have it on the phone. How could this be used then? to evangelize and then form a discipleship relationship between the two people. Yeah. I mean, the typical scenario that we might see is that someone feels God tugging on their heart and then perhaps they get an invitation from either a friend or they see an advertisement online uh, for the app. And if they, they're curious, they check us out, uh, they can download the app and then it'll automatically match them uh, by gender and location with uh the nearest volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, really we're just trying to make it as easy as, you know, ordering a pizza, right. Instead of delivering pizzas, we're trying to deliver the gospel and yeah. uh, get this person connected in a discipleship relationship. Yeah. Now, how do you, uh, you mentioned a little bit, obviously it could show up in some sort of social media feed. It could show up in that way. It could be invited. How do you make something like coffee with a Christian, which for some people, I have to be real honest when when I read our lead sheet and I knew we we're going to do today, I thought to myself, this blows my mind. I never thought of doing it this way, which then I think I said, but of course, because as you mentioned, Uber or Tinder or that that's how people are connecting in relationships and how they're getting things. It's, it makes total sense. How do you get momentum? How do you get a place where it's getting out there where people who would be seeking and aren't afraid, are afraid to walk into a church building or don't know, as you mentioned, living in the Bay Area, any Christians you could actually talk to about it. How do you get that out in front of them? Yeah, well, I mean, I think first and foremost is personal connections. And mm-hmm. this is typically where we see the most fruit. You know, just somebody uh, having coffee with a Christian cards, you know, uh, or invitations that they have like in their office or sharing a post on Facebook. Uh, it's an open invitation, or they could just say, hey, I'm doing this thing with my church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we invite people to go get coffee, and then uh, you download the app, and uh, somebody will meet you at Starbucks, buy you whatever you want. Um, and the great thing about that is that, you know, if this is a boss or a colleague or a coworker or something like that, uh, you don't have to meet with that person in particular, um, just, be, just because things can get awkward in some of those mm-hmm. relationships. So it's an open invitation, and you don't even necessarily have to meet with the person who invited you. Uh, but the next way that we also do outreach is we use social media. Uh, so there's paid ads that we uh, put out. Uh, but also, if you think about the way that these social networks work, you know, the average person online has around 300 friends. And if you take around, like, let's say 100, 
you know, just to get rid of overlap and you have a church, you know, invite their friends to go get coffee online, you know, just if just 50 people participate, you know, it takes like five minutes, that's 10,000 people getting invited to go get coffee. Um, And and so that's how we can kind of leverage social media and the, the, the power of these platforms to, to just invite people that we already know online uh, mm-hmm. to engage in these God-centered discussions. Now, you mentioned volunteers. You'd get connected. So let, let's, let's talk about that for a second. How do you go through the process of, of I guess the term would be vetting, that mm-hmm. when someone who was seeking out the truth about Jesus Christ is matched with someone that we know are going to tell them the truth about Jesus Christ? And, and then once you do that, how do you support those volunteers in this, in this endeavor? Yeah, absolutely. So volunteers are vetted on a one-on-one basis. Uh, we have some core beliefs listed on our, on our website, as well as a code of conduct. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you sign up in the app as a volunteer, uh, it's only going to show you people who have been trained uh, to not only share the, their faith, but also um, kind of be disciple makers and um, approve people and vet people who know how to share their faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a basic list of questions that they go through uh, just about, you know, church attendance, small group, uh, just other discipleship programs, uh, walking through people through like a mock interview or a conversation at a coffee shop. Um, you know, and if somebody doesn't pass muster and this has happened before, it's still a really encouraging conversation to have because, you know, these people want to serve. They want to share their faith. And so, you know, from them, we try to connect these people to organizations like the C.S. Lewis Institute or, you um, uh, Navigators is a great program as well. And the idea is to, you know, raise up these people who are passionate about sharing their faith in the gospel and getting them involved in some way. Uh, so we really, again, are just trying to make it as easy as possible for really people really to engage in, uh, in the Great Commission. Yeah. And some people are like, okay, tell me the website. So I'm just going to get it out to them. I'm thinking <laughs> it's www.coffeewithachristian. Spell all of those words out, coffeewithachristian.org. Now, because you're technologically savvy, I could give them a Facebook, an Instagram, a Twitter, and even a TikTok. Uh, but I'm sure all of those are available just by going to the website. So coffeewithachristian.org. Uh, or if you have any of those different platforms, I would suggest searching Coffee with a Christian there, and you'll be able to click on that and connect there in that way. So maybe some people are saying, hey, this sounds really good in theory, Ben. Um, and, and, and as we know, there are times where there's a difference between something in theory and then it can really happen. Share a connection story with people to say, no, this actually works. This actually happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a young woman who's volunteering for us in the D.C. area, has been for quite some time. Um, and just before the holidays, a young woman reach, reached out who uh, was not raised in a Christian home and um, who's wrestling through uh, just questions about God. She had heard the gospel. Uh, it never really had connected with her on a deeper level, though. And so uh, she reached out to her volunteer um, and they just kind of chatted back and forth. They, they had a phone conversation um, and, you know, she wasn't able to answer all of her questions directly and, and perfectly, but, you know, she offered to pray for her, you know, she kind of let her know, uh, like, Hey, I'm wrestling through some of these things too. And you can work through this together. And, and she also invited her to a, a church prayer meeting of the next mm-hmm. week. Um, and she was, you know, delighted when the young woman was like, yeah, let's pray together. And so that was great. And in addition to that, like uh, she was even more delighted to see her like the next week on that Zoom meeting uh, with the church. And I believe she's actually been connected with the pastor of that local congregation has follow meeting schedule there. So she's on the right track. And, you know, that's that's kind of what we're we're really trying to do. And I I think that's 
almost like the perfect uh, implementation of what we're trying to do. Um, so yeah, it, it really does work and we have seen some fruit come from it. So we're, we're excited. I love the part of that story, Dennis, that's really focusing on faithfulness. I know that as you and I have talked over the years that many times people uh, say, I can't share my faith because I'm not a pastor like you, Dennis, or I'm not a pastor like you, Brian, um, because the belief is, is that we have all the answers. And yeah. the truth is we don't, right? We don't. And neither did that lady have all the answers, but we know where to point them to, to the one Amen. who does have all the answers. That's Amen. Jesus. And uh, so I, I love that story because I think a lot of times, Ben, when we talk about sharing our faith and we talk about evangelism, we put it in, it worked if someone came to know Jesus immediately and it didn't work if they didn't come to know Jesus immediately. It works if we're faithful. And as right. we uh, go and talk about this idea looking through scripture of planting seed in that way. Now, obviously you're in the technology corridor area, security and technical security is something that you're focused on. Certainly in the Washington Metro area, you probably can't throw a stone anywhere around any house anywhere without hitting someone that's in some version of cybersecurity or some version of having a security clearance. Uh, how do you address those privacy concerns? If someone's like, well, this is really good, but you know, if I hop on this, there's privacy issues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the, the tr uh, one of the things, this, sorry, one of the sayings within um, the cybersecurity world is the best way to keep a secret is to simply not know it. Um, and you know, to, to that end, we actually try to avoid collecting as much uh, personally identifiable information or uh, sensitive information as possible. Uh, we let Google, Facebook, Apple handle all the authentication and passwords, so we don't even store that. Uh, we uh, are only asking for an email address. Uh, we actually don't track your actual location. So uh, we use GPS to center the map on your location, but we don't store that data. And when volunteers sign up, they actually just give us their zip code. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't give us their actual home address. So that way we okay. don't have that sort of information. So, so like uh, for we're, me, we're very security conscious. So like for me, if I signed up my zip code, I don't mind telling people this. I tell mm -hmm. them I live out in Ashburn anyways, 21408. I think that's my zip code. I just went blank for a second. You know how you say it? 20418. That's it. You know how you say it really fast and sometimes you forget 20418 is my zip code. You know, so what would happen was is if someone and I was a volunteer, they mm -hmm. would match me with someone in that zip code. So I know I don't have to go far to meet someone. It's not like exactly. it's zoning in right on my actual street or any of those sort of things. Yes. Yeah. Unless you live in the exact center of your zip code, then, it, then no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. So, that's the thing. Sometimes they can't tell we're, we're kidding a little bit on the show. So I'm glad that you said that uh, in that way. So, all right, let's talk about then, you know, what your hopes and your dreams are. Maybe some new features, because you've already talked about the, the types of ways of just getting people connected with the idea of let's just sit down and have coffee or in this COVID environment, let's virtually connect via email. Let's virtually connect over a Zoom call like a lot of us do. Do you have some hopes about some new features and some ways you want to integrate some things that you want to do that you want to add? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're really excited about a video chat feature that we should be adding at the um, uh, beginning of this February, actually. Um, and I actually just uh, uh, called a colleague on our test version of it uh, just yesterday. Uh, it's going great. Uh, we're, we're, so we're just about done with the iPhone development on that. And uh, we'll soon be wrapping up the Android version of that as well. Um, other pie in the sky dreams would be to uh, use this uh, technology to help organize volunteers uh, for outreach events mm -hmm. or for other service opportunities. Uh, the idea being that you could tell it where you work or where you live, uh, let the app know when you're available to volunteer. And then we could identify volunteer opportunities on your commute home when you're available. 
Uh, so like if somebody says an oral hygienist uh, and they say they're available Thursday nights, you know, if there's a dental clinic on their way home, we can potentially match them with that opportunity. So the idea is to just, you know, build a robust uh, volunteer database and then use that to match with needs in the community, you know, for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. Um, now, would they, to what we're already doing. Would they integrate the phone right there? So like if I wanted to talk to someone and they connected with me, I could pick up my phone and via the app, I could just use the camera and the video feature of my phone. Is that what you're thinking? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the video chat feature is built directly into the app. You can call someone through it. And, um, you know, it's just like FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you yeah. can have a conversation right there. So we have a lot of people that listen to the show that are pastors. We have a lot of people that listen to the show that then go and talk about the show to their pastors or to their church leadership and say, hey, this sounded like a really good event we need to get involved in. This sounds like a, a good organization we need to be a part of. And I'm sure there's going to be people hearing this and be excited. How can churches then, uh, hearing about this, whether they hear it themselves as pastors on the show or whether someone tells them about it or their volunteers about how can they get involved if they want to be involved in this project? Yeah, if you go ahead to our website, uh, we have a uh, partnership form. Um, and if you just fill that out, I'll, I'll reach out to you personally and, and see what we can't do to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, uh, uh, yeah, go. Oh, go ahead. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. Really just fill out the partnership form. Yeah. And so once you fill out the partnership form, then they kind of walk through this, how you can connect them to a local church or how this all uh, then takes the next steps and you walk with them or interview them from there. Yeah. And it, it really depends on um, what level of involvement they want to uh do I mean there, we have like kind of three models for partnership and expansion? Um, you know, on the formal side, you know, we would we would uh, you know work with somebody at the church to be our vetting partner and resource for that congregation, uh, and then we would work with them to to train their staff and volunteers and uh, really just kind of onboard them into the app and, and make sure they know how it works. Uh, you know, the informal expansion is kind of just exactly what I said. It, it's really going to require the video chat feature to be functional. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if somebody is, you know, really far away, uh, we want to be able to vet them face to face and make sure that they align with our, our core values. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, otherwise, uh, we're, we're also looking at other partnerships with, um, other outreach organizations. I mean, we, we really don't, I mean, I personally don't really care if coffee with Christian is the premier application or organization out there. Mm-hmm. I, I just want other churches and outreach organizations to see, the potential that this new technology has. And, you know, to that end, we're more than happy to provide the technology to any church or organization that wants to use it, you know, at no cost. So yeah, um, really. So people right now, obviously our show, it goes out throughout the world. We know it gets around, but it's focused mostly right here in the Washington metro area. This resource is available certainly to connect with a Christian here in the DC area, as well as in Richmond. Are there any other areas that it's available for? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're, we're, once we have the video chat feature operational, we'll, we'll probably uh, try to remove the zip code restrictions and uh, just make it available nationwide. There, there may be a few tweaks that we need to make in order to comply with some legal requirements for yeah. that different states have, but uh, it should be a minimal adjustment. Yeah. Um, and uh, in addition to that, we, we have a, a large church network that we are connected to in the Houston area. Uh, so we, we hope to have a formal expansion into that uh, area very soon. Yeah. Well, this is awesome. If you want to know more about it, you can just go to coffeewithachristian.org and find out more, or you can go to um, 
your Google Play Store, or you can go to your Apple Store, whatever it may be, and you can type in Coffee with a Christian and get the app right there in that sort of way. And hey, Ben, I just want to congratulate you. We made it through the whole show, and you did not have to leave, and you are still a prospective father, going to soon be a father. So uh, you've got a lot on your plate. Congratulations on that, and, and thanks for joining us today. Dennis, it's always uh, exciting, isn't it, to hear about new ways the gospel can be presented. It's very cool. I was sitting there thinking, man, it, but here's the only thing, Ben. Here's the only thing, man. Let me just throw a wrench in it real quick. What All if right. you don't like coffee, man? Oh, we could do tea or water. <laughs> you know, everybody drinks water. Or soda, right? Soda with a Christian. There you go. No, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's very cool, man. Thank you. I, I love hearing from guys like you because I don't have those gifts. I could not create an app and that kind of stuff. So I just kind of sit in awe of the way you guys think and, and how God uses different people with so many different gifts to just bring the gospel out. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. And God bless you again. Congratulations, my friend. Hey, everybody listening. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Again, I'm going to give that website again. That's coffeewithachristian.org, coffeewithachristian.org. Or if you want to listen to this again, get some more information, you can go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or give me a call at the station, 703-807-2266. Hey, folks, Ben, Brian, everybody, thank you for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. Needless to say, I don't sound as good when I can't edit out my ums and ahs, but I've signed up for Toastmasters and I'm working on it. Thanks again for joining me in this little social experiment and for all your love, support, and time. May God bless you and Christ be praised.